0: Hello,
1: listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price. That means that you can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HailVarsity.com. Just go to hailvarsitycom backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR. For ten dollars off a full year of hail varsity that's hail backslash subscribe promo code gbr
2: and now and now back
1: to hail varsity radio back with you it's hail varsity presented by currency Chris Schmidt, elijah herbal and uh, we'll hear from quentin Newsom. Our sit down with him in a little more than an hour we say hi to mitch sherman from the athletic at mitch sherman On Twitter, Mitch, we'll get into some uh, Thanksgiving food takes in a moment. I want to focus in on the A-final last night. Your reaction to a classic between Westside and Gretna?
2: Yeah, it was a great game, first of all. Um, Just a, you know, knock knock them down, drag them out, incredible football game, and to have it on that stage. I thought I saw, and I probably did, they'll see the best game of the year in person when Gretna played Bellevue West the first time and the Dragons came back from four scores down with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter and won that game in regulation. But last night, with everything that was at stake and an increased level of competition on the opposite side of the field for Gretna, I think the fact that Zane Flores and his team were in that game and ahead in the final seconds was even more impressive to do that at Memorial stadium with the state championship on the line than what they pulled off a few weeks ago at home against Bellevue West. And this time they, they fell short because West side is a more well-rounded team and West side had a special teams edge that was dominant in that game. Mm -hmm. West side, uh, won the turnover battle three to zero. Um, you put those two things together and you'd have thought that was a 20-point game. Time of possession was like 30 to 17 in favor of Westside. So, the fact that it was a one-point game with Gretna up in the final seconds is a, is a testament to uh, to Zane Flores and and those guys around him who are, are a bunch of overachievers. Uh, Mason Goldman, who has a Nebraska offer, is is maybe not an overachiever. He's a high talent guy, but uh, uh, Zane and and, and Mason. Um, really carried that team through the year. You know, obviously I'm here in Gretna and, and know those guys uh, and their families. And, uh, you know, it's tough on this day. Uh, after that, that uh, was the final game ever for, for Gretna as a one high school town. But um, they definitely made um, some people proud, a lot of people proud. And, and hats off to um, to Anthony Rizak mm-hmm. and Caleb Benning. And Tristan Alvano with five field goals, um, incredible to, to go out and perform and hit that 45-yarder with the state championship on the line. So just a ton of great football, and, you know, it's awesome to see in the state of Nebraska.
1: Mitch Sherman is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Mitch, of course, with The Athletic, at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. Let's talk about Flores and, you know, just some of the, the, the football dads and just other high school parents, the, 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 the common – Question today or last night, if you're getting text messages or you bump into somebody and you've seen it on social media, and it's not, you know, how's Zane going to Oki State? It's, well, Oki State saw an incredible talent, but the refrain's been, how's this kid getting out of Nebraska? And it's not uncommon to have uh, high talent guys leave the state. It's more common the last five years, but uh, Mitch, re- reset the recruiting process. On Zane, just uh, from when he was a young pup at Gretna to to just what he showed last night, and, and kind of his process with where Okie State came in.
2: Well, he's a four year starter, and Gretna's is a fifth year Class A program. So he dragged these guys up from the bottom of the barrel at Class A as a good Class B program that had never won a state championship in Class Class B to the top of Class A to a team that 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 won. The championship game later to have it taken away because of an el- ineligible player a year ago at Memorial Stadium um, to to this dominant um, dominant team that we saw last night. It was Gretna was undefeated going in, and, and you know Zane is largely the reason why that Gretna has lost up until yesterday one game in the past two seasons. So his recruiting um, was a little bit of a mystery. Um, you know, I, I think people who watched him regularly myself included, felt like he was uh, not just a Division One quarterback, but a Power Five-level quarterback uh, from the time that he was maybe midway through his sophomore year. And at the end of his junior year, a year ago right now, or, or the one-year anniversary, I believe, today of the state championship last year, he did not have an offer. And you know some of that was because of the COVID year where in 2020, um, where recruiting slowed down and, and coaches didn't get on the road and, and players didn't come, come in on visits. That was his sophomore season. So I think things were delayed a bit. On that they didn't have the the, the showcases in the summer as, as readily available this after his sophomore year but um, you know it took off in February and Bowling Green was the first to offer and then Kansas State offered and, and soon he had offers from every power five conference and, and you know Oklahoma State was uh, was the one that resonated most with him and you know, it, it's it's of course the the hot topic here in in Lincoln and Omaha that he didn't get an offer from Nebraska, and and you know that's uh, a mistake that Nebraska made. I think it's fairly clear at this point. But uh, Nebraska had a new offensive coordinator and a head coach who who didn't um, who wasn't buying into Zane, and uh, they picked uh, a guy that that Mark Whipple was familiar with in in Massachusetts. And nothing against Will Watson; he may go and, and be a great quarterback somewhere. It may not be in Nebraska because Mark Whipple's. In all likelihood, has one game left on the Nebraska sideline, well, or in the in the booth as it as it is um, with with Whipple right now because of the uh, the injured leg. But um, likely they're going to strike out on both of them, and uh, you know we don't know that. I hope Will Watson comes here, but the reason he's committed is is because of of Mark Whipple. So there's going to be some some interesting times ahead with um, with that quarterback picture for Nebraska. and, who its its 2023 signee is? If there's a class of 2023 signee, it may be back to the portal for the new coach. But um, it's a shame that that, uh, that Zane Flores is, is not not that guy who's going to be a freshman uh, at Nebraska next year. But 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 also good for him mm-hmm. that he's that he's done what he's done and that he's going to Oklahoma State in a very stable program that Mike Gundy runs.
1: You mentioned it, stable program. Nebraska has not been stable with record or coaching change. That said, did, did Zane grow up a Nebraska fan? There's a lot of kids that they'll go, but they're not like you and I grew up, Mitch, going and seeing Nebraska at their peak.
2: I think that's safe to say. Um, I haven't talked to Zane specifically about who he cheered for as a kid, but, but um, you know, he was looking for a Nebraska offer. When, when, we've, when I've talked to him and we've talked about Nebraska – it's it's just been about the fact that he wasn't hearing from them, and this was last winter. And you know, once Zane committed to Oklahoma State, um, you know, I, I wasn't, and, and I didn't talk to him a few times uh, at a camp this summer. Um, I wasn't asking him about Nebraska; uh, they were out of the picture at that point. But but yeah, I mean, he's he's he grew up here, and and uh, you know, has an older brother who played small college ball in in Iowa, and his dad his dad I believe played at, at UNO. Um, so they're a Nebraska family for sure and and that offer would have meant a lot to them
0: Mitch Sherman's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio and Mitch I want to talk about the hero from last night Tristan Alvano, you briefly mentioned him off the top but does he not just feel like the next in a long line of of great kickers to come from the state of Nebraska
2: yeah he does and he he looks like a great college kicker he didn't look like a great high school kicker out there last night he looked like a a great college kicker (laughs) He's I mean, splitting the uprights, kicking a 50-yarder and a couple from from beyond 40, and the the clutch kick at the end. Yeah, that was like Justin Tucker kind of stuff that that Tristan Alvano was doing. Well, did, and, he, did you ever
0: a, think he was going to miss the game winner? Whenever he walked up there, it just felt no. like it was done and dusted. It felt like he was going to knock that thing through.
2: No, no. And I know the Gretna people were wishing that like a a, a, a some kind of a, a cold front or a you know 40 mile an hour wind <laughs> would, have, would have burst through the stadium. Right as as the West Side lined up for that that game winner, but that was not to be. And and, and it was it was uh, it's like a chip shot for him. So it seemed in in that situation, he was money. He had ice in his veins. He was he was uh, he was amazing and deserved the uh, offer, the full ride offer that he got from Nebraska this morning with with, uh, with Mickey Joseph reaching out.
1: Mitch, couple minutes here before we uh, say goodbye. A thought on Nebraska, Iowa as uh, Nebraska heads into Black Friday, trying to snap a, a losing streak.
2: Yeah, Nebraska's playing Friday. Like, forget that. Uh, sometimes <laughs> game twelve, um, Nebraska's three and eight. It's time to shut this thing down. Um, the, you know, the players uh, obviously uh, are not looking at it that way, and you know they've got they've got a lot of pride, and they want to spoil things for Iowa, and that's what they are right now. Nebraska's been reduced to to, to be a spoiler and to keep Iowa out of the the Big Ten championship game against uh, Michigan i'll have a state winner so it's um there are, there are a lot of individual guys and we heard from some of them today at the press conference who are are admirable and have are, are good leaders and have dealt with a lot of junk through through this season and in some cases through their entire careers guys who have been at nebraska for a, a long time we heard from caleb tanner today and you know, he's, he's going to set a record for a number of games played in by a Nebraska player. And you heard from Casey Thompson, who, who has been through the grind this season in his one year at Nebraska, probably feels like a, a career. Um, but, you know, they've, they've really kept a, kept a good attitude out, outwardly, and I think inwardly too, and, and have kept this team from splintering. So uh, good for them. And, um, you know, hope they, I think they'll represent well again. On on uh, on Friday in Iowa City, but um, you know this season is is uh, is about over, um, and, and it's mercifully about over for Nebraska because finally, uh, after eleven weeks, we're going to get some answers uh, when this season is over about who the next coach is, and Nebraska desperately needs to to move forward with that, with that guy.
0: Mitch, we're short on time here. We have to get to your thoughts on some Thanksgiving uh, food items, but quickly <laughs> ask <asking> him about coaches. <laughs> we, we could do that too, but I want to first ask, are you liking the under for Friday? What's the number? Uh, it's in the thirties. Last I checked. I want me to, I'll, I'll pull it up and, uh, and get you the most up. Yeah. I mean, here. you know, last week, I know. Uh, it's at 38 and a half.
2: Oh yeah. Last week I, I noted that anybody who was playing in the in the Big Ten West or in the Big Twelve North, you know, north of the of the Nebraska Kansas border, those games were going under. And I, and I think between Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa State, Texas Tech, um, it was it was a clean sweep. So usually, I don't think it's a good idea to listen to me on that kind of stuff. But I hope some people <laughs> did uh, when I tweeted that about the under number uh, at at, at uh, around kickoff. On Saturday, I, I, that was a weather thing for sure, and and it was cold and, and some places snowing, and I, I don't that doesn't appear to be the case this this Saturday, so I don't think it's going to be like an across the board kind of day where every game is going to be low scoring in this part of the country. But Nebraska, Iowa, you know, has that feel to it. I mean, Nebraska is going to struggle to score against that Iowa defense. Everybody except Ohio State struggles to score against that that Iowa defense, and. and you know, the only, the only kind of fly in the ointment on that one is probably the, the Iowa defense again itself, and, and they can put up points. Um, you know, Jack Campbell is a threat as, as much or more than anybody on the Iowa offense to score a touchdown when he's out there on defense. So if Iowa starts piling up defensive touchdowns or special teams' big plays, then, you know, they may, they may get to that 38-and-a-half. That
1: Mitch, I need two minutes on the other side. Can I borrow you?
2: Yeah, you bet. Sure. There
1: right, there is Mitch Sherman, more to come on Varsity.
2: Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, Chris, at HaleVarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hale Varsity
1: Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Radio, and Mitch Sherman still with us here on a Tuesday, and he's always put on the spot from time to time. Hey, can we get two more minutes? He's too kind to say. No, I've given you ten minutes of my life. I'll never get back. So, Mitch, thanks for hanging in. Uh, two wild card names I want to throw out. Get your reaction. And you know, you can ask me if I need to be drug tested or not. But Luke Fickle or Kalen DeBoer. What do those two names do for you in reference to Nebraska?
2: Well, I have I have the different reactions to those two names. Um, it's not. I don't put them in the same basket. Kalen DeBoer, forget it. It's not coming. Not interested. <laughs> You know, I know he's from this part of the country, doesn't want the job. Um, I don't know how I can be any more clear. That's from a person that, that who's, who's close to him, um, who was in Seattle with him on Saturday to watch the Huskies play Colorado. He's, he was not on a plane to Lincoln. He's not interested in the job. They're not talking to him. He doesn't want it. Okay. Um, That's what they all say. No, but well, um, I, I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna when they bring him out for the press conference, and
1: well, we, but, will, uh, we will lose this part of the tape. That's right,
2: <laughs> that's gonna be on old takes exposed right there. Um, <laughs> Sickle I think I'm mildly interested. I think there's a little bit of something there. Um, he's playing Friday. Um, not that that matters uh to the to the uh to the search or to his desirability um you know his attractiveness to Nebraska, but you know he would be available on saturday if if there's going to be an announcement Saturday just so if you hear about an announcement coming Saturday, you know he's one of the guys that would still be in play along with somebody like matt rule who's, who doesn't have a job right now, that would take people out of play like Chris Kleiman and Lance Leipold, who are coaching against each other on saturday but uh, I, I don't think so, but I, I, you know, I do think that that it's interesting. Um, the thought for a long time with Luke Fickle, and it still is, is that he's holding out for the Ohio State job. And if Ryan Day goes to the NFL, then Luke Fickle can jump right back into Columbus, and and it'll be seamless. He's already in that state; that's where he wants to be. That's where he wants to coach, and and that wouldn't change if he if he went somewhere like Nebraska, he'd still be next in line or, or close to it at ohio state as long as things were going well at his current stop which is why i think he's unlikely to make that kind of a move because he's he's got a good thing going at cincinnati and going into the big 12 they should still be a good program I mean, i don't know that they're going to be a college football playoff program like he had with them last year um and maybe there's some concern there about cincinnati's ability to compete as it goes up a conference um, but there's concern about Nebraska's ability to compete in the Big Ten, as we've seen for the last six years. Or, or you know, you could say the entire time that the Huskers have been in the Big Ten. I, I'm not not throwing that out. Mm-hmm. I think it's a long shot. Um, but I but I will throw out Kalen. I, I will toss Kalen DeBoer out as a... As a possibility,
0: Mitch, what's your read from behind the scenes? You think this is a, a done deal or close to being finalized and just waiting to be announced? Do you think there's still moving parts going on behind the scenes? I know that's a loaded question, but just feels like some of those rumor mill type things. Flight tracker guys on Twitter have started to quiet down over the past couple of days. Do you think that's because they're in wait and see mode, or do you think there's something that might be done behind the scenes and now we're just waiting for an announcement?
2: Well, I don't think the flight tracker guys and the rumor mill guys on Twitter know what's going on. Um, (laughs) That's a great point. (laughs) um, You know, there are are a select few number of people who know what's going on, and that group has has gotten more quiet over the last few days, too, and I'm not sure how to interpret it. Um, I don't think it's entirely done. I I guess I'm going to kind of answer that both ways and say that I think there are still some moving parts, and I also think it's just about done. So something could, could fall through or par, fall apart at the 11th hour, and, and I think Trev Alberts is, is prepared for that. Um, so that's why they're still moving parts. So he's got options. Um, but I do think that he's closer now than he has been at any point in the last 72 days uh, to having his man. Um, can't say that for certain. That's more just kind of reading the tea leaves and and getting a sense uh, from well, what, how I feel about about the the way that the level of noise has been from the people who are actually in the know. But it has uh, it has gotten quieter. I will definitely agree with you there on that one, Elijah.
1: Mitch, what are you punting from Thanksgiving Day dinner?
2: Oh, you're making me kick something off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I was thinking about this during the commercial, and I wanted to say that I don't. I just eat what's put in front of me because I'm lucky enough to have usually have people cook it for me while I sit back and watch football. Same. So I'm so so I I eat it all. Um, you know, I'm not like a big fan of hmm, like the ve- if there's vegetables that show up on my plate, <laughs> um, not really. I mean, sweet potatoes, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. Rock. I, I kind of like it all. I mean turkey and gravy and stuffing and cranberries you know just give it to me all and i'll just like mush it all together on my plate and and eat it so that's appetizing i'm sure but um yeah i don't i don't know what i'm what i'm kicking off my plate probably like if somehow some some broccoli or something got on there that's not really a thanksgiving food so i might take my roll and like and throw it across the room just because it's uh it doesn't it, it doesn't do anything for me. You know? I don't just, yeah, I don't yeah, need you, that
0: taking up space. Yeah, I get the King's Hawaiian, then you dip
2: it in the gravy. They're good. I know it's good, but it's just taking up unnecessary space. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. Need
1: a bread plate. Mitch, enjoy your Thanksgiving, bud. We'll see you in Iowa City.
2: Thanks. You guys too. All
1: right, there he is, Mitch Sherman.